0: blink and black carbon fuses together to make glittering diamonds, fruit-fly genetics, the denning behavior of Asian bears, the molecular machinery of the red blood cell, the burial preferences of ancient Micronesians, the tidal motions of the Bay of Fondy, the sex life of the lesser Kudu, the quixotic search for the ivory-billed woodpecker, What is science, anyway, if not a living compendium of ballads, mystery yarns, and shaggy dog stories? And there was always more and more and more. The forces of history shifted with the avalanche of discovery and invention, and the hard realities that shaped life came less and less from the political process and more and more from the laboratory. Everywhere you look, you see the results of science. The hydrogen bomb, the birth control pill, the computer, the internet. Science is everywhere. Science has become the primary driving force of modern existence. And politics? In modern times, politicians are almost always behind the game. Science acts. Politicians scramble to react, but by the time they do, the science is usually a fait accompli. Drama, meanwhile, does just what it always did, which is follow reality. When the stirrup was invented, allowing armored warriors to balance themselves on horses, the balladeers strummed their lutes and sang of knight and fair damsel. A few centuries later, when a spacecraft blew up or a researcher died in pursuit of knowledge, you had a tragedy with equally rich Shakespearean possibilities. When biologists tracked down the cause of a disease, or when one of them phonied up a journal article, you had a detective story Sir Arthur Conan Doyle would have killed for. When a team from France and another from the United States raced to find the cause of AIDS, it was mano a mano a la Ernest Hemingway, even if the fight was set in the bar room of the mind. Sometimes, as when ulcers turned out to be caused by bacteria, that thrive in the hot acid of the stomach, you had a delicious surprise ending. Other times, as when beasties were found living happily in the throats of undersea volcanoes, it was pure science fiction. A bad phrase, probably, considering that the science had long surpassed most of the fiction built on it. It isn't all that much of a stretch to connect science with art." If science is based on process and obscured with unfamiliar words, it nonetheless grew out of a fundamentally human, childlike curiosity. What makes the sky blue? Why does ice float? What is blood? How does the mind work? What child fails to ask those questions? And what child fails to draw what she sees, or sing what he knows? As curiosity morphs into science and the powerful new instruments come into play, the questions go deeper and the fascination quotient goes up. Look close enough into the cell, and the gooey protoplasm turns into a churning mix of little gizmos. Suddenly, the living cell is crisscrossed with highways all crowded with trucking engines and carrying supplies in and out of the industrial areas near the center of the cell. There are factories and recycling plants, entry ports and guarded secure zones. Or you can look through the other end of the microscope and focus your mind on the realities of black holes, super galaxies and parallel universes that go on and on beyond the meager limits of our comprehension. In the middle decades of the 20th century, physics and astronomy were the real sciences, but as the century proceeded, the best stories were happening in biology. Once it was the purview of rich men with butterfly nets, physicians with leeches. By the 1970s, when I was earning my spurs as a science writer, biology had turned into big science complete with million-dollar budgets, interdisciplinary research teams, and instruments that examined molecules as small as the galaxy was large. Medicine followed right behind, beginning its historic transformation from art to science.